Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. Feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, name on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Public Access America. My name is Jason, and you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Public Access Pod. Facebook and YouTube and Instagram at Public Access America. My co-host Jeffrey, I am waiting on, and that will give me the opportunity to let you know what we do if you're new here. Public Access America is a long-form conversation podcast where we discuss a range of issues and we have topics. We don't necessarily stick to them, but we do discuss things in human terms in a nonpartisan, neutral sort of way. And We do that in our live stream every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on YouTube at Public Access America. We then take that and we create podcasts with them at Public Access America on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Radio Public, Podcast Addict, and more. We are hosted by Red Circle. So if you would like to create a podcast for free and build your audience while earning incentives, Red Circle might be the way to go. And so I want to let you know to tune in to Public Access America anywhere you find us. Um, Subscribe, uh, comment, be a part of it. That's what we want to know. What are the issues facing you And what are the issues that the mainstream media isn't talking about? Because that's what we want to talk about. Community, grassroots efforts, being a better citizen, um, cleaning up your yard, helping your neighbor, cleaning your neighborhood, being a part of it on a micro level. National politics is something like a movie that we have very little control of. You know, it's like reality TV. You can't ask Joe Biden to fix your, your curb. 
So let's get to community action. That being said, you have you should listen to Inspirations Beyond Disabilities, our other uh, partner podcast. We do that every Sunday, and we are trying to do bonus episodes on Wednesdays when possible. What's on your mind? You can visit our chat on YouTube during our live stream, and you can go ahead and ask a question. I would love that. I would love to ask Jeffrey just a random question from anybody, any, any part of the political spectrum. So let's get on with the discussion. There he is. What's going on, brother? Oh, you know, it's another lovely day. Um, <laughs> got, got some friends in the house again. That happens. Yeah. Glories of being vaccinated. Except hopefully this time we don't have Chainsaw Day Part 2. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was my thought. No offense. That was kind of brutal in the editing process. Oh, I can only imagine what that was. Mm. <laughs> what I had was uh, I have a software that can eliminate or diminish noises, you know, but I couldn't get a sample of just the chainsaw. So I couldn't actually diminish it. So I just ended up cutting out all those parts. Yeah. But well, thank you for everybody for listening through that. I, I liked it. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the funny thing about real life is, is that, you know, we, we, we tend to think it's like, oh, hey, you know, with some of these podcasts, it's like, oh, they do this in a studio and you know, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they've got all of this fancy equipment. And never mind the fact that it's just two dudes chilling out, you know, spending some time that's talking. That's all it is. Yeah, I like connecting with Jeffrey. <laughs> it's real, one way or another. But I was, yeah, I was just explaining while I was waiting to the anybody that's new that we just basically have conversations from a neutral perspective. We bring up topics of the day and then see where it goes. There, it's not scripted. It's just kind of two humans talking about issues. Yeah, you know. And that being said, Jeffrey, I think there's an important story that I want to top the show with, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But for me, it's like an end point to a story that's been going on for like years. Mm -hmm. And that is Vladimir Zelensky visited the White House and Mm -hmm. it didn't get a lot of attention. It didn't get a lot of fanfare with all the news going on. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was important that he he got his White House visit and that Mm -hmm. he that he discussed, he discussed publicly a couple things, and that was important, of course. Um, vaccinations, we've sent over 2 million va- um, vaccinations over to Ukraine, and that's important. Um, we are building a $60 billion defense system for them, and I think that's important. He was asking about joining um, NATO and um, getting North Stream, which was cool, but then He was also talking about Russian aggression and the fact that 15,000 Ukrainians have died Mm -hmm. in this conflict and there's prisoners like Russia has taken prisoners, Ukrainian prisoners. And I don't know, I want to stick to Ukraine every so often because while it's not community, it seems to be like, it seems to be community in a different part of the world, Mm -hmm. you know? Like to us, it's just this conflict overseas to the Russian people. We're not at war with you. Like we are supporting an ally, but we're not at war with you. So don't get it twisted that way. <laughs> right. You know, and, and that's just, and, and I think that's the thing is, is that 
I think the people themselves have to be tired of the never ending conflicts, you know, just like we are yeah. in the United States. Like this is just, it's getting, it's, it's old, it's old news. It's, it's tiresome. You know, the fact that we're, we're constantly having, having to deal with boots on the ground type stuff is just, you know, it just goes to show that there are people in power who refuse to actually sit down and have a conversation. And, because and they have keep no going. Way to stand that. Yeah. Well, right. you know, and that's the, and that's the problem with you know over militarization is is that you have the need to flex that muscle every so often to remind you know whoever, hey, you know, we've got this asset and we're not afraid to use it. Right. And 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 that's a problem. You know, and for Russia, for Russia, they use war as a political tool at home to say, look at our strength. You know, it's it, it, it exactly is. You know, you think about it, it's like, you know, hey, we look at us. We were able to sustain a 20 year war in Afghanistan. The Soviets could only do 10. <laughs> and, and we're not we're not on the brink of falling apart. Ish. Um, well, ish. Yeah. And you know, what's weird is that we are finding exact examples of how we do things in America and Afghanistan in a nutshell with parentheses around it is a perfect example to hold up in the book of America on how we handle things and how we shouldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, um, to to sit down and point the finger at Russia and say, you know, hey, you're the ones that are constantly pulling this crap, but then not mm -hmm. turn that, you know, jerk the thumb back at us and say, now take a lesson and knock it the fuck off, you know? Right, right. I like the fact that we're pulling out like this, but we're still maintaining forces in regions that we need to. And I don't know if Russia, I was thinking about this. America's going to get really bored. And there's really only a couple conflicts that we can stick our nose into. And one of those is Ukraine and the other is Yemen. And we're staying out of the Middle East, but I could see us advancing a presence closer to Ukraine because we have nothing else to pay attention to, right? Except Russia now. Russia is our main focus. Well, and, and this is where I'm going to make the argument that we need to not do those things. And we actually need, mm -hmm. to, do, we actually need to pull an Eisenhower. And, and say, you know what, our critical infrastructure is a problem right now. And, we, and in, order to in order to maintain the defense of the nation, we need to significantly update our, our critical infrastructures. Totally. And, uh, you know, and that is something that I hope that someone wakes up and sees because, you know, it shouldn't take somebody who, you know, was the Supreme Allied Commander of the Second World War to sit down and look at the country and go, hmm, we got some issues mm -hmm. that we need to fix at home in order to maintain ourselves, our readiness for whatever may come to us at home. Like yeah. in terms of in terms of our ability to to fight a war at home, I don't doubt our abilities to do it. But our infrastructure will make it a bit harder to do what we intended it to do. It, it was great for what it was built for 50 years ago. And I don't know if you saw here in the last couple of weeks, there have been some Air National Guards that have been testing out, you know, their roads to see if they can launch, you know, helicopters and planes off of. Mm -hmm. 
And realistically speaking, you know, that's something that still has to be maintained. But yeah, it's not being maintained very well. I don't know, like on 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 a stretch of land running up between, you know, say here in Seattle. I don't know that there's any place that, you know, I would consider safe enough to land an aircraft based on the condition of the interstate. Interesting. And, and, you know, when you think about what the interstate system in this country was built for, that's exactly what it was meant for. It was meant to be a means for the military to mass trans transfer troops and, and supplies. Right. I watched the thing on the Alaskan highway that explained that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How fast they built that just to get up to Alaska to defend it. Yeah. Yep. So, so realistically speaking, you know, if we wanted to really flex our military might, we need to flex it at home and we need to upgrade mm -hmm. some stuff in order to make sure that Russia and China and well, I mean, Russia and China really are really are, our biggest concerns. Everybody wants to lump North Korea in there. and Yeah, sure. And Iran. Right. Yeah, th they're not going to do anything outside of home. Like, we have our issues with them. They're not doing anything outside of their, outside of their area. And if they do, it's going to backfire quite spectacularly. Yeah, there was a story that Iran, like, during the election, like, hacked Florida people and stuff but that was never like corroborated you know so well i mean I no any uh, anymore when it comes to the so and so hack to the election i kind of just roll mm -hmm. my eyes because right. once again where's the we've heard time and time again you know oh yep. this nation state this nation i mean hell we've got more evidence that the gop actually you know turned over fucking <laughs> machines and passwords and systems mm -hmm. that can that are now going to be wide out in the open sure so sure, sure. <laughs> i'm i'm more I concerned think, about think, them i think the issue is an old guard with old style weapons trying to figure out a reason to use them to justify their budget like i think the military needs to to secure its infrastructure but on a on a network level not on boots on the ground level like our soldiers are equipped they're good you know like we have the most equipment if there is going to be a ground war but that's not where war is going to be fought it's going to be fought in space with satellites and digging into infrastructure like this and we need to find a way to protect our infrastructure that way as well as roads and bridges but our military needs to budget more for cyber defense than it does for nuclear defense and i always thought i always thought that was weird that donald trump bragged about putting trillions into nuclear when nuclear is like something that we keep out in the garage like it's rusting out there we don't really use it and i don't think anybody ever really will unless it's like a bad actor state like I don't want to say Pakistan because I'm feeling Pakistan these days, <laughs> you know, Saudi Arabia or somebody just launching it, but it isn't going to be Russia. It isn't going to be China. It isn't going to be America. No. And, and I mean, the thing about like nuclear actions to be real, to be real is, is that no state in their right mind is going to do it because they know what's going to happen afterwards. It, mm -hmm. North Korea, they rattle their saber a ton, but they are not going to launch a nuke at the U S because south korea will become an island right and russia's not going to launch any nukes at us 
because they know that, you know, we've had a program since the 60s called Mutually Assured Destruction. Which, mm-hmm. pff, that's dumb. Kind of millions, millions dying. That is the scenario. That's, All that's, of us dying. Billions. It's, that's that's glassing the planet is what it is. Now it's built. Well, when they when they enacted the plan in the 60s, it was hundreds of millions. And now, yeah, of course, it would be billions. Yeah. China's not going to do anything. China, China prefers... Mm-mm. I would say the old style of, you know, you can see it through their, through their roads and bridges initiative um, that right. they're doing. Subversive. Subversive. Yeah. They're not going to launch a nuke at anybody. They, Mm-mm. you know, they know the same thing that Russia knows. Like that's a bad decision if you decide to do that. And, right. and quite literally a lot of their economy hinges on doing business with us. So they're not going to, they're not going to screw themselves over. In order to make not, that happen. Yeah. Not in a long, sustainable way. You know what I mean? And, you know, really what your issues are going to look like are if ISIS ever got their hands on a nuke. They're actually crazy right. enough to launch one. Right. That's what I'm saying. A bad actor would do it. But... Absolutely. Like, mm. like some type of some type of extremist organization. Uh, you know, it's easy to say ISIS, but there's you know so many different extremist organizations out there that would totally do it in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not to say that it would be Islamist or or any other religion for that matter. All it right. takes is somebody who has their hands on that power that just wants to you know set something up ablaze, and that'll be mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, extremists use religious beliefs, but they are in the antithesis of the religion. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to think that like Muslims are all terrorists. They're not like no. terrorists use like much like our domestic terrorists use their religious beliefs to mm-hmm. get their way. That's what terrorists do there. Yep. And I, I've been, I have been spending months learning about the Middle East and quite honestly, I can't, I can't complain. I can't complain about what's been going on. If if that had been going on the, in the U.S., the same thing would have happened. We wouldn't have an ISIS, but we would have a rebellion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If China came in here and tried to take over, we would have rebellions like ISIS or the PLO or, right. or the Taliban, you know, and somebody would be funding us. And so mm-hmm. we have to remember that we were England was there. They fucked up. Russia was there. They fucked up. We were there. We fucked up. It's not our land. Like if we can contain it, that would be good. If they could understand to keep that shit to themselves. So we don't have to go there. That would be great. But if they fuck with us again, I I feel really bad. But here's the thing. If a terrorist blows up something here, all we do is search for the terrorist to blow up his body. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not cyber attacking the infrastructure of a terrorist network like we should because we need to maintain that for intelligence. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. don't shut that shit down like we should. That was Instead, like uh, used, 2013. Conventional, I want to say it was 2013, 2014, where we were monitoring ISIS using mm-hmm. the PlayStation network because they were using PlayStation in order to communicate to each other. Right. But we didn't shut that shit down. We didn't attack them. We left that open so that we could know what they were talking about. Yep. I'm surprised they shut down parlor like they did because of that. And so that's well, the other thing. I mean, we're not focusing on terrorism in the, in the middle East anymore. Where are we going <clears> to <throat> focus 
our terrorism efforts. That's going to be domestically. Mm -hmm. And oh man, Jeffrey, I'm going to skip a couple stories to get to it because. All right. So a couple ang three angry men visited a high school. Of, I'm sorry. Three angry men in Arizona oh. um, burst, burst into a principal's grade school because six children were, um, they, they wanted to be quarantined. They wanted the kids to wear masks and quarantine because they were, they could have been infected by somebody else. And these people didn't like that. So they came in with zip ties yelling at the principal in a grade school. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, so, because, you know, that's the sign of rational thinking. That's the fringe of domestic terrorism. Those are the people that are domestic terrorist adjacent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I get the frustrations of the pandemic at this point, mm -hmm. but a lot of these frustrations are self-inflicted. Yeah. It's like, you know, this has a very simple and effective and efficient outcome. And it's called getting your fucking vaccine. If you can, mm -hmm. if you are, if you are medically able to, and then we don't have to worry about all this shit. Yes. You know, if everybody were vaccinated, that could be vaccinated. <clears throat> Masking wouldn't be a thing. Why? Right. Simply because of the fact that number one, most, you know, the overwhelming majority of people who are vaccinated against the illness are either asymptomatic or they just get sick for a week or, you know, and are down for a little bit, but they recover mm -hmm. just fine. They don't have long COVID issues. And they're able to get back to, they're able to get back to normal. You know, that's in this day and age, that's going to be expected. But the thing is, is that everybody keeps thinking that the, the masking idea is so that way people can protect themselves. And once again, we're having to say this again, the mask keeps me from spreading stuff to you. Like, unless um. you have, unless you are getting some high quality masks, the reality of it protecting you is very minimal. Yes, it offers some protection, very little. Mm -hmm. Unless very you're little. starting to get up into like getting N95s, in which case right. it's a replacement for a hazmat suit. Not even, you know, because it's the least. It's the least amount of infringement the government can put on us. And that's the thing is, is that you know the masks are the masks have always been to keep you from spreading it to somebody else period end of story and mm -hmm. it, it, it's like how many times do you have to repeat the same thing over and over and over and over and over again but you know it's it's clear that you have to repeat it a lot because you know first it was hydroxychloroquine was going to be the magical cure and a bunch of people took that mm -hmm. and well uh, as you can see that hasn't worked now it's mm -hmm. now it's ivermectin is the magical cure and well you know, I would say that I'm not a math person, but that's a lie. And I'm going to go with that's going to end the same way as hydroxychloroquine did. And it's not going to do what people think it's going to do. Well, let's talk about that. I'll go back up to that story. Joe Rogan contracted um, COVID and said one of the things he was doing for it was taking ivermectin. Okay. So this is something I actually did want to talk. Good, good. Um, so as a, as a math person, this is a fun one to talk about. 
Yeah. So, Jason, do you know what a, con- a confounding variable is? No, tell me. A confounding variable is something that is inside of your equation that you often think has an effect on your equation, but it really doesn't. Ah, okay. So a lot of the time, so so like let's let's use something like uh, murders in Chicago, for example, something you're familiar with. Maybe not through murdering someone, but <laughs> I did live by a river for four years. Ah, so so one of the things that one of the things that this is one of my favorites is is that you know Chicago has these gun laws that you know, keep people from owning guns, yet it somehow has uh, a high rate of murder. Um, Chicago also has some of the coldest winters in the northern part of the country. And whenever you try to graph this stuff out, if you throw in confounding variables, like, let's say, uh, you know, number of gangs per capita, let's go with uh, number of uh, illegal firearms per capita, let's go with number of uh, gun shops. Let's go with you know an, any number of things, <clears throat> but then you throw jobs. in cold. Let's throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, the unemployment rate, and then let's mm-hmm. throw in cold weather, and we can sit down and make a graph of what gun violence looks like. And the colder it gets, the more murders there are. So therefore, cold weather in Chicago causes gun violence. No, that's not how wow. that works. <laughs> Mathematically speaking. The weather has nothing to do with how many people are being shot in Chicago. But it was studied. That's the thing. Like somebody decided to see if the weather affected that. Yeah, they did it as they did it as a show on what bogus mathematics looks like. It wasn't a serious study. It was meant to point out the fact that people will seek correlation and causation and Mm -hmm. not understand the difference between the two. Now to get to Joe Rogan's point. There, the the things that Joe Rogan did in order to get in in, in order to hopefully start to get well, he took what all did he take again? Monoclonal antibodies. He mm-hmm. took ivermectin. Uh, right. There was a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, more an antiviral, I think, right? is one of them, or Generon, or something like that. Oh, okay. So he got everything the rich people get. Yeah, well, of course, because because he's got money. Right. So here's the thing. What most people are going to look at is they're going to they're going to see that if, if Joe Rogan heals up just fine, they're going to go mm-hmm. ivermectin. That was it. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that Joe Rogan took two things that are known to target COVID and are known to mm-hmm. actually work against COVID. Regeneron, an antiviral stops the Mm -hmm. uh, helps shut down the replication of the virus monoclonal antibodies are meant to target and kill the virus ivermectin in this scenario has absolutely no bearing on this whatsoever Mm -mm. and he took monoclonal antibodies early in when he started feeling it not after he had the severe symptoms and that's what it's made for yeah um just really quickly so during the early point of the pandemic a lot of doctors were looking for a lot of solutions to this and the doctor a doctor in egypt was treating people with covid and happened to use ivermectin to see what it would do and Mm -hmm. people were getting people were getting better because by nature healthy people get better from covid 
Right. It does have it. It doesn't have a, a, a huge death rate. So he correlated. Nobody knew how long COVID would affect somebody, and we still don't really know. But the initial effects are what, like two weeks, like fourteen days, About, twenty days. Yeah. And so he was using ivermectin and people were getting better. And he wrote a paper about this. And then every doctor in the world looked at that and went, that is crazy. That's not what caused that. You right. could have given them jelly beans and they would have gotten better just as quickly. And so it was debunked. You're but right. then an Australian doctor decided to pick it back up and he decided to start making money off of consultations and prescriptions for ivermectin specifically he designed a company which would do that and so now ivermectin is being touted by an australian doctor and pundits in america for some reason and all of that instead of getting a vaccine that the world has like researched and clinically studied with a billion test subjects well and here's the thing too is is that there there's another study out there and and this is where the, the people who are, you know, sarcastically going, hey, fill the science, aren't following the science. Because, so, ivermectin was, you know, in the, hay, or the early heydays of, let's see if there's something that we have readily available that can treat this. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's throw ivermectin, everything at it and see what worked. Ivermectin and zinc worked in vivo in stopping replication of the virus. Now, here's the thing. When it came to the original strain of the virus, it didn't necessarily replicate as easily as Delta did, right? Right. Now, here's the other thing. When we test things, we test them to see if there's the potential for it to work uh, outside of the human body. The reason mm -hmm. being is, is that the, the likelihood of something working inside of the human body, if it doesn't work outside of the human body, is insanely low. Right. And when you used ivermectin and zinc, it had some initial effects in vivo. But the moment that you start to put that into the human body and try it out, it didn't work. Right. And you're saying like in a scientific Petri dish, Petri dish study, as opposed to in the human body. Right. So it, it, right. it, it had some effect. But the question, the question never really got studied. And in fact, uh, and that's the thing is, is that you can actually find a paper on this uh, published by the National, I think it was published by the National Institutes of Health, if I remember right, um, like in early 2020 about it, about this in vivo uh, treatment. Okay. But the thing is, is that when when we started to try it in people, it didn't hold up. Right. Because what people have to understand is, is that these are two different environments. In vivo, not going to be the best place for a virus to replicate to begin with. Whereas the human body is, well, a more suitable host for a virus. Sure. I mean, a virus has a lifespan, and if you're not feeding it, you're killing it. So... So that's one of the things that people have to take into consideration in all of this is, is that where you start and where you end up are two very different realms. Ivermectin is a fantastic medicine for what it was developed for. It paralyzes and kills parasites. It works insanely well. 
um, like that is what it was. That is what it was meant for. And then you've got a bunch of people claiming it has antiviral properties, and that's just never been proven. Right. So I mean, I'm not opposed to you know somebody actually trying to figure out if it does have antiviral properties. That would be a nice handy tool. But there is, mm-hmm. but people treating themselves with ivermectin is not the standard of scientific care that we expect. And of course, the conspiracy theorists are out and saying, oh, well, of course they're not going to study it because it's like, well, they're not going to study it right now because number one, y'all sat there and complained about taking something that, you know, wasn't quote unquote FDA approved. And then decided to take something that, you know, while FDA approved, is not FDA approved for that. Right. Just to prove the liberals wrong. And on top of that, you're literally grabbing stuff off the shelf from your fucking feed store. Mm-hmm. And now you got a bunch of people who are literally losing the inside of their intestines because they think that they're smarter than everybody else. Yep. Um, so no, I mean, a healthy diet will also help you battle COVID. Like it's, it's not, it's not wrong to say that a plant-based diet will, will help you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success fight covid but that doesn't mean that that's the answer to curing covid so anyway um just to wrap up on that uh, joe rogan said that he was 54 felt the symptoms of covid got scared he knew what it was and threw the kitchen sink at it now that's different than joe rogan going on twitter and he did he had this conversation on instagram live but i don't believe it was in touting invermectin i think he just said it was part of his routine um he could have as well added chicken soup and um gummy bears you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it was just a part of his routine and like you said it was a confounding variable in the routine so it's more of the media putting this up as a sensationalism 
you know, instead of a fact-based conversation. Where right. Joe Brogan isn't promoting ivermectin, but he said, I'm going to try everything. I'm going to try everything. And he did. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. I'm, I, I hope he's feeling better. I'm glad he's feeling better. He has a big voice and he has to be really careful about what he says. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he did anything as wrong as just believe what he wanted to believe. If you believe ivermectin is going to help you, I can't stop you. All I can say is that please go to a doctor, right? Right. Like, well, if you're going to have something administered, have it administered by a professional. Well, and that's like the, and that's, you know, like the doctor who, you know, the, uh, this has actually gone through the courts where a doctor uh, has been ordered by a judge to give, you know, somebody's unresponsive husband ivermectin. You know, the idea that the courts can be ordering you to provide a- an unapproved treatment is just absolutely astounding to me. Number one, that's, you, you oh know, God, yeah. you know, people who are sitting there screaming about government overreach. That's exactly what gov- government overreach is. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, uh, then the doctor went on to ask, you know, you know, okay, so what dosage would you like me to give the patient? And the, they're like, I don't know, what's the proper dosage? And there he said, not. zero. The proper dosage of ivermectin for COVID is zero. Like, right. you know, that's just it. This is like, it's, there is no approved treatment uh, for COVID. There are Mm-mm. approved treatments for different parasites. And in fact, you know, one of the things that people don't realize when it comes to ivermectin is, is that if people have lived in West or Central Africa, there are a couple of parasites that you have, that you could have that if you use ivermectin can actually cause huge problems for you if you take ivermectin. So it's like Loa Loa disease is one of them. Um, I can't remember what the other one was, but like you can actually end up causing serious damage to your body by taking an anti-parasite, uh, an anti-parasitic for those specific parasites. Like yeah. they, they actually tell you not to take it. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the crazy thing is, is that there might be some people out there who have either lived in or spent a significant amount of time in, in West and Central Africa that get COVID and then go, I'm going to take ivermectin and they end up killing themselves. Because yeah. because they don't know, they're not doctors, that if you lived in these areas, you shouldn't take ivermectin. Right. And hydroxychloroquine, that's what it is, is um, a malaria um, cure. Um, you know, An anti-malarial virus. Malaria. Yep. And so it can cause things like um, swollen heart and <clears throat> conditions that you, you don't want. If your body is healthy enough to withstand that attack, mm-hmm. you might survive, but you could also die if you have a weakened. That's what I've always been saying. These things are attacking weak, weak points in your body. So if you have a weak heart from years of smoking and then you take hydroxychloroquine, you might die even if you never had COVID to begin with, you know? Yeah. These are the these are the risks you're taking, and that's why you need um, a trusted medical professional opinion involved in your decisions when it comes mm-hmm. to putting things in on or around your body. Yes, absolutely. Like, go see your doctor. Your doctor is going to recommend you get vaccinated. Why? Because you're going to flood your body with antibodies for the point when you're going to get COVID. It's just that you're mm-hmm. going to have the frontline troops there and ready for you to fight COVID. And then guess what? 
your immune system is going to be like, hmm, I've seen this. I'm, I know what to do with this. And your immune system yeah. is going to take over and you're going to have great immune memory. And mm -hmm. the thing about the, you know, the thing about booster shots is that, Hey, you know, the virus has mutated plenty. So let's get ready for the next round. You know, the whole right. point of this is that most of what is out there right now is entirely preventable here in Olympia, where they're literally putting COVID patients in hallways because they don't have any open beds. Right. Over over ninety nine percent of the people that are in the hospital right now are unvaccinated. The people who are dying, for the most part, unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. and the people who are going to be on long COVID uh, symptoms for a long time, unvaccinated. And can we just get to the point of why these people are unvaccinated? It's so that their politicians can prove that Joe Biden sucks. Like, look at Joe Biden's crappy job numbers. Look at the economy being stalled. It's being stalled by people that are being told not to take the vaccine so that they can continue to suffer and die just to prove a point that Joe Biden's economy won't be as good as Donald Trump's. Is that what you want to die for? Some political reason? And that's and that's Sorry. the crazy part about it is, is that, you know, Republicans right now are doing a really great job of advocating for killing their own voting base. You want to talk about voter suppression, you know, exactly. They're, they're killing their own people by, by shilling, you know, by shilling piss poor advice. Right. You're making them sick. You're killing them. And then you're suppressing whoever's left, just like you're suppressing the liberals. It's like, you kind of hope that you suppress an equal number of your voters, but that you have more. It's just a weird thing to me that you want to suppress everybody to try. It's like taking ivermectin for voting, right? Like you it want really to kill is. off as much as you can just to see yours rise to the top. It's, it's so weird. And, hey, when yeah. it comes to those Florida men really quick, can I just say what upsets me about that is there's rules that are in place and they're not specific to you as an individual. They are created before the situation happens to prevent future situations. So those guys walking in, yeah, your kid was told to put a mask on in quarantine, but that's because there was a rule created months ago that says, if this happens, this happens. It isn't specific to you. Nobody's targeting you. If a black Democrat football player decided that he had the same issue, he would be quarantined too. It isn't your kid specifically. And we need to get past that. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's the thing about protocol is protocol is no matter what happens, if you have X outcome, you have Y protocol, period, end of story. You know, right. And, and it's going to affect Republicans. It's going to affect Democrats. It's going to affect libertarians. It's going to affect mm -hmm. progressives. It's going to, you know, it's going to affect, you know, Antifa. <laughs> it's going to right. anybody, everybody. you know, that's, everybody. That's, that's the thing, you know, it, you know, and so all of this, all of this, uh, you know, oh God, all of these protocols right now are meant to handle the specific situation of somebody gets sick. What? Right. Because, right. because guess what? At some point, somebody is going to say, I do not have faith in the system and I'm going to file a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And so then the question is going to become, will the courts uphold the lawsuit over whatever? 
Yeah. All it's going to do is take no, one person who is pissed off enough to go, you know what, because of the school's actions or because of this person's individual actions, it has affected mm-hmm. my my rights, my civil rights to the point where I now have to file a lawsuit. What, you know, what does that outcome look like? And to be perfectly honest, what happens if, you know, someone says, yeah, your reckless behavior is what led to somebody's death and you now mm-hmm. owe this person millions of dollars. The guy, the guy's forgetting that he had the original choice. He could pull his child out of school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He could homeschool his child. He could change the the way his children are educated. If he doesn't like the institution of education in his state. Mm-hmm. So he's like forcing them. He's like, no, my child needs to stay in school. And and that's not true. The school has rules. I mean, every school has rules, and one of those is get vaccinated. I don't know kids that don't get vaccinated. You have to get vaccinated for five or six things before you can even go to school. Now COVID is one of those things. And if you don't like that, keep your kid out of school. And on top of that, let's think about this. A lot of schools have rules now where if your kid is sick at school, their ass is getting sent home. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. And that was prior yeah. to COVID. So what- and they can still learn virtually. They can go home sick and still learn virtually. We can have this hybrid thing. I would argue that they're probably in a better position now to do that because they've had a year and a half to figure it out. To me, exactly. that's, to me, that's one of those things where what I've seen is, you know, what some people lauded was the end of the snow day because now you can learn virtually. Um, yep. You know, or, or in the case of, in the case of COVID, you know, you are going to have, the ability or what you should have is the ability for teachers to be able to teach the class and mm-hmm. have have the stream up and running so that way the kids that are at home can pay attention to me it's it, to me it's a way in which they need to sit down and actually figure this out so kids who want to go to public school but can't go to public school are able to you know learn from public school think about that so it's just one of those things where like especially in in the pandemic era we know that kids are going to be able to learn from their school yeah they might be out for a week or two while they get better but they're going to go back to class and you know what that's great that's okay you know yeah. My kids are looking forward to going back to going back in person. You know, they have a lot fewer worries. They're still worried. Yes, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. but their worry isn't necessarily about just themselves getting sick. They don't want to get at somebody else. You know, it's a standard of right. care. Of, like they know that this has killed enough people that they're actually concerned about, you know, they don't want to see their friends suffer. I agree. And then there's all those, those usual nerves of going back to school. Like what am I wearing? What everybody else is going to wear? Does my backpack match? Am I, am I going to be like accepted everywhere? Um, Oh, I just lost my train of thought on that. Fuck. So we're not, we're not really paying attention. It's more of just getting bodies in the classrooms. That's our base now. And we, it's the same thing with school lunches. Like let's make sure they get something, but the base minimum. And we never get to work on 
um, expanding and evolving and perfecting what the kids are learning because it seems like we're just trying to battle over whether they should be in a class with a mask or without a mask or, but let's just get them in the class and who gives a fuck about what they're hearing when they're mm -hmm. there. We got the finish. The finish line was just getting their ass in a seat. And that's an issue with me with America is just getting mm -hmm. the base, just the base. We have to fight for the base. And so we never grow anything. And that's, what's scary to me. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty annoying the fact that, you know, we're constantly having to decide it's like what the, what the, what the minimum is that is going to be provided mm -hmm. and, and then try and shrink that. Right. Just to, but just, just to cut a budget, we're going to, we're going to see how little we can give somebody. Like, uh, I mean, my favorite example right now is, um, the whole school lunch program debate that happened up in Wisconsin, for example. Mm-hmm. That still bugs me. You know, the idea that, you know, kids could become spoiled from eating school lunch. Motherfucker, I know what school lunch was. Spoiled is not no. the answer you're thinking of. <laughs> no. No. So let's have a good news story. How about this? So it turns out college graduates in the year 2020 are earning more money, Jeffrey. So $55,280 is the average in 2020, which is 2.5% higher than the class of 2019, which was 53,889. 53, and that is 8.5% higher. And wait, 2020 is 8% higher than the class of 2018. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of cool. And I have a list of the 10 most um, lucrative um, degrees to get. And I was kind of hoping whether you would like to discuss any of those things, because these are opportunities for those children we're talking about to plan their future right now. So how do you feel about petroleum engineering? <laughs> <laughs> so you can earn, you can earn an average of 87,000 a year just by becoming a petroleum engineer. And mm -hmm. I don't think anybody even knows that exists unless their dad is a petroleum engineer. I've actually got a friend who, uh, from college, who's a petroleum engineer and, Fuck yeah. and is he single? No, he is very, married. <laughs> very married with kids. Gotcha. And, and here's the thing is, it's like one of the things that people are going to need to come to terms with is the fact that petroleum's not going to go away. Even if, mm -hmm. even if we were to switch everything over to green energy, why plastics still have their uses. I think the question is, is how to, how do you make it so that way your, your usage of plastics is targeted appropriate. Mm-hmm. So and there's still additives and preservatives and food, you know, mm -hmm. so it's not going anywhere. Well, there's still cleaning supplies and there's still all of that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, like there are great uses for plastics that, mm -hmm. that are going to want to stick around that we're going to want to have stick around. Um, I, there's some, but there's a lot of uses for plastics that really should, for example, I'm of the mindset that, you know, the, the stuff stored in plastic drinking glass, uh, drinking bottles has to go. And we're going to, we got to mm -hmm. go back to glass simply because Agreed. simply because what one, some fun fact, what most people don't realize is, is that like your bottles of drinks and stuff 
and in the expiration date that they have on it, it's not because mm-hmm. the contents of the bottle, the contents of the liquid have gone bad. It's that the bottle itself has started to decay into the liquid. Right. It leaches, it leaches its chemicals. into so the. your expiration yeah. date has far more to do with the plastic than it actually does with the liquid, which then makes me beg the question, if you could actually make something and have it have a longer shelf life because you're using glass, why not? Why not stick with that? Because you're using glass and aluminum for the little, you know, the pop top. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I agree. And if you, if you go into petroleum engineering, you could make that better. You know what I mean? You could, yeah, potentially you have the opportunity to change the destiny of petroleum. And I like that. So how about computer programming and computer engineering? Because you can earn upwards of 85000 just for doing that. Oh, like that's a year. Oh, yeah. So I know plenty of uh, engineers and, and computer yeah, science right? people. Um, I'm not one. Yeah. Um, Sorry, computer science is the next one as well. So yeah. let's just lump computer programming, science, and engineering into one. Yeah. But it is a path. And I think that's exciting that we're talking about. potential paths and and i mean when you think about critical infrastructure computers run all of our critical infrastructure at this point and so you you know what you're looking at are people who are developing new modes of communication new Mm. new programs that are going to allow us to do things faster more efficiently looking at new modalities in order to basically live our lives Everything that you see from a from a computer perspective is just going to continue to expand. Period. And yep. um, yep. everything. When you think about just GPS, the applications for just GPS alone are staggering. Your car, your car has computer uh, a computer mm-hmm. that runs the engine. You know, your toothbrush has a microchip in it, right? Yep. Gaming. Gaming is, you know, anything that has to do with gaming is going to be a big piece of the pie. So realistically speaking, you know, you're constant, you're going to have so many things running your life through computers, programming, science. uh, It's all the hardware, building the hardware, hardware. It's all that's going to be one that sticks around for a long time. So figuring out, what, I hope so. Oh, oh I mean, it, even 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 if they figure out how to implant chips into the brain and have you communicate wirelessly, that's gonna you know there's gonna be a level of you know neurocomputing that you're gonna have a computer science mm. or programming method uh, that's gonna have to be developed. So I am so glad I will be dead by the time Elon Musk puts a microchip in people's heads. I mean, if you ever got a microchip in your head and I got a microchip in my head, I'm sending you some mm-hmm. weird shit. Oh my God. Just my thoughts alone would, would people would stone me to death. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to throw electrical electronics and communication engineering in there. That's yep. an $80,000 job. Yep. And um, operations research seems kind of vague. It seems like a supervisory position mm-hmm. to the above. And that's 80,000. Um, and then there's computer and information science that's 78,000. I'm just burning through them because the next one at $75,000 a year, Jeffrey is statistics. Yep. So I'm a computer. I'm a, I'm an information. Oh, I'm an information person. Uh, so, uh, so to see my, my specialty in there, uh, and statistics. Oh yeah. 
Well, you, so, right. so information and statistics kind of go hand in hand, and I'll tell you why. Um, mm -hmm. So in order to do statistical analysis, you have to have information. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and you have to use that information to be able to design tests so that way a statistician can look at it and find out if whatever you're deciding to do is significantly or statistically better than another option. And That's so, right. yeah, statisticians are great to have around. And I know just enough about statistics to be able to do what it is that I have to do. So I love it. But having somebody who's dedicated to being a statistician, huge, mm -hmm. yeah. so helpful. And then wrapping it up at the bottom is applied mathematics and chemical engineering. Yep. I, we all know chemical engineers, you know, I mean, my mm -hmm. mother-in-law was a chemical engineer and she, uh, she turned coconuts into pesticides. And I love that. I love her for that and applied mathematics. That's kind of, um, it's kind of your passion, your jam, something I would never comprehend. Oh, uh, well, applied mathematics is actually even more wild than what I do. Right. So, and so, yeah, I, when you think about mathematics governs pretty much everything that you do. So mm -hmm. when you look at, I mean, everything. the biggest, the, the field, the fields that I see that particularly growing in is in the space fields. Mm -hmm. um, at some point, we're going to figure out how to mine uh, deep space for, so. for what we need. And you're going to need mathematics to play a vital piece of that puzzle you know it's so funny i just i saw um something on that and somebody was explaining that even the 10 closest asteroids would benefit us to a tune of 1.5 trillion dollars and i was like god damn our our, our deficit is 29 trillion we, we got a lot of we need a few asteroids <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we are reaching the end of our first hour and there is something I just wanted to touch on really quick. I mm -hmm. went on, sometimes I go on Twitter to see what the popular news is. And I, I, and I saw this story. It's uh proud boys terrorize Olympia, Washington, Jeffrey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it was just this video and I don't want to promote it. I don't want to promote the poor boys. I just want to say what, what's the point? Like, I would really like to know what the point is because you're not changing minds. It's not a recruitment thing. It just seems like bullying for bullying's sake. There's no agenda to it. There's no goal. There's no end game. You can't give them what they want. You're not going to convince somebody you're terrorizing on the street that you're right when you're beating them. Do you have any insight into why this is happening and why in Olympia? Well, so this isn't just going to be Olympia. There's a case that happened in, in Vancouver, Washington, too, um, that you'll have to look into. Uh, but okay. basically what it boils it's down to It's everywhere. That's my point. It's everywhere. The Proud Boys have attached themselves to this whole, like, end the vaccine mandate and anti-mask mm -hmm. and anti-vax bullshit. Uh, and they're just using it as a mechanism to be domestic terrorists. Right. It's like just to be hoodlums and bullies, right? Yeah, you know, no different than how you know it's it, it's no different than how Antifa uses it, you know. Well, really, anarchists, I should say, Black Bloc, for example, no different from mm. how they use it, where they're just using they're using uh, societal upheaval to be able to create chaos and panic, but no goal. 
right? No call. On the fringes of either side, it's just getting attention for a cause, it, but it isn't actually it's attention seeking behavior. Somebody yeah, thinks yeah. they're somebody thinks they're a badass. They they think that they're gonna prove it, and they don't. They just look like assholes. Yeah, that the that's yeah. That's it's, what I worried about when when the lady was climbing up on top of the Statue of Liberty to prove a point for Antifa, screaming Antifa. I was like, oh, you're you're getting attention for something, but it isn't the attention you want. No. You know? And I think that uh, that's a real issue in America. Sensational headlines is the is what everybody is aiming for. And I that's that's uh, exactly uh, it. Everybody wants everybody wants to be able to to yeah. get their their name and their face in the news. You know, everybody wants to, and the, and the thing is, is that they want to get it in their news. They're not look, necessarily looking at getting it on the news anymore. So, like, I guarantee yeah. you that whatever, you know, that the stuff that happened here in Olympia yesterday, like, whatever news circuits the Proud Boys are watching, I guarantee you that, you know, they're talking about how they stood up to the Antifa menace and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, you know the Antifa menace is you know secu- you know talking on their news source about how some proud boys Elmer Fudd shot himself in the fucking foot, right? So you know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> behind the facade of this innocent-looking bookstore. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Meanwhile, all thing. of this assholery could have been avoided if people just stayed the fuck home. Yeah. So you know. That that's the miserable part about all of this is the recognition, the recognition that these guys are out there looking for their 15 minutes of fame. They're going to do everything that they can to make themselves look like they're the most badass motherfucker on the planet. Mm -hmm. And they're going to, they're, they're simultaneously going to be the baddest fucking dude ever, but they're also going to be the victim. And I guarantee you that that's how it's going to be spun. Is is that yes. the Proud Boys were standing up to the Antifa menace, but oh poor me, I got shot in the foot. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. it looks like they're the ones that shot themselves in the foot, and they're gonna be like, ah, Antifa, why did you shoot me with myself in my foot? Yeah, wounded in battle with Antifa is all it'll say, not how. And, and that's just, and that's. But if you're fo- if you're following that, there's no reason for it. Is my point. No. Unless you just want to create madness, but there is no solution based. There's no critical thinking there, no. right? It's just terrorism for terrorists' sakes, and just for attention. And yeah, that's, that's what's sad to me. And that's just it is, is that, you know, when it comes to being a domestic terrorist, you know, they're looking to impose their will by threat of force or violence. And that's all there is to it. It's like, great. You want, here's the thing is, is that, what 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 they're not going to tell you and what you know probably the mainstream media has said the fucking anti-vaxxers have been up on campus probably weekly at this point and it's been peaceful but you know who hasn't been there the proud boys or antifa right and guess what they can stand up on cap on campus with their signs and without masks and protest all the fuck they want. They're only hurting themselves at this point. So, you know, whatever. Protests like, are an American thing. Absolutely. But then when the Proud Boys say that they're going to show up, Antifa decides that they're also going to show up too. And then you get this. Mm-hmm. So guess what? 
let the fucking anti-vaxxers sit up on campus without their masks and with their fucking flags and their protest signs, let them coof each other. And who the fuck cares? But the Proud Boys, when they show up, the other guys show up. And that's how this fucking cycle of violence starts. Yeah. Fucking stay home, you assholes. Both of you. You You don't need to have an opinion on something unless it affects you directly. Anyway, thank you for listening to Public Access America. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Radio Public, and Podcast Addict is in our feed for some reason as one of our top apps. So thank you to that. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not yes, we can. what your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. I, poor little children, yes, we can. one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. It's In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to Public, public Access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, Radio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access Public America. Access history America. in the making. Making history in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.